It's okay to put in the work if it pays off in the long run. Definitely don't let it be forever. Let the temporary compromise be the second to last mile of a race before you're met with the ease in the final mile, before you're met with returning to your status quo or your baseline. Hi friends and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so happy you're here with me today, and happy Valentine's Day. If you guys are listening to this on the day it comes out, I just want to wish you a beautiful and wonderful day of Valentine love. I hope if you're in a relationship, you're spending the day with your significant other, and if you are a single girly or man on the prowl, I hope you have a wonderful day of self-love. Something that I've always done because only this Valentine's Day and last Valentine's Day have been days where I've been in a committed relationship on this holiday. I always love to do acts of self-love on this day. I love to take myself to the spa or, you know, do a little Valentine's Day thing, dinner, whatever. I love to do things that make me feel good, that remind me of how important it is to practice self-love. I think that's an easy message for us to forget, an easy thing for us to forget to do to incorporate in our daily or weekly or even monthly routines. So I hope that you're having a wonderful Valentine's Day or going to if you're listening to this first thing in the morning. And I hope that this is your reminder and permission that you need to celebrate you, celebrate your relationship, celebrate love because you are loved. You love lots of people. We're all blissfully loved. So I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. I've been really inspired by the podcast that I recorded a couple of weeks ago about it, it all being temporary. And that's still been a consistent message that's been coming up in my life lately especially with the podcast I recorded last week, letting you guys know, you know, kind of the, a lot of the emotions and feelings that have been rising and um, just really strong and prominent in the last couple of weeks since launching the community. And that's been a big message of reminder for myself, just when I'm trying to coach myself out of a little bit of panic or a little bit of anxiety. I've just been reminding myself that it's all temporary. These emotions are temporary. And really this concept of, you know, forward thinking that I know one day, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, you know, six months from now, I'm going to reach a point where I look back on this time and I'm grateful for all of the hard emotions that I experienced because it will have pushed me further and challenged me further to get to where I am now. You know, the am now being six months from now or whenever it is where I'm so grateful to see, you know, everything just working out so synchronistically and so beautifully And even beyond, you know, what I could have imagined, the universe always has such big plans for us. And I think it's easy to forget that in the midst of anxiety and in in the midst of chaos. So that's been something I've been reminding myself of and really just instilling this belief in myself that 
it is all temporary and the temporary discomfort is worth the temporary joy and bliss and long-term joy and bliss that we eventually get out of these situations. So like I said, this this idea has been on my mind a lot lately, both personally, both professionally, just in conversation with friends and clients and all of these people. And I had another thought around this idea of temporary because I think something else that can be very temporary are compromises. Sometimes, you know, on just on the note of Valentine's Day and on the note of relationships, we're always compromising in relationships. One person might be compromising more than the other at one point and then vice versa, but we're always going to reach this status quo. Status quo meaning your baseline, where you're both evenly compromising in a relationship or everything is just kind of baseline in your life. So, Status quo essentially means like you're you're at your comfort level. Nothing's too high, nothing's too low. You're not in a low low, you're not in a high high. You're just at that status quo. You're just going day to day. Nothing certainly doesn't mean ordinary or boring. It's just that everyone has a baseline of their lifestyle, right? And that baseline is where, you know, our endorphins are at a normal level. Our anxiety is at like a low or a no level or a base level. Everything we feel is at this base level status quo. And I was thinking about that for our nine to fivers who love to come to this podcast. And I so appreciate you guys and and those of you in the community where there's this idea of hard work in our kind of conversation. And when I say our conversation, I mean the conversation around spirituality, intentionality, entrepreneurship, career, all, there's always this conversation around hard work, right? And I think there is a sort of contradictory message being put out in both in both ways in all of these conversations where some people are saying and some people are telling us whether it's on a podcast like this or in literature, you know, if you're reading like a nonfiction book or on a blog or on a reel or wherever it is, where we're consuming content where they're telling us that you don't have to work hard to be successful. But then on the other side of that coin, of course, we're consuming the opposite content where this idea of you have to break your back to be successful, you have to give up everything to be successful, you have to you know give up your personal life or your professional life or whatever it is to be successful at whatever it is you want to be successful at. And when I was you know, in the beginning stages of launching the community or just kind of building the community. And I came up with this idea that LaRue and the LaRue community and the the brand itself is a brand built on the belief that women can have it all. My broader definition behind that is that we do not have to give up everything to be successful. I do not believe that we need to break our backs, give up everything and compromise everything for the sake of success. Now, I could really, really dive into this at much deeper length, but the point I want to talk about specifically today is this idea of temporary compromise. I do believe that while I don't think you have to give up everything, give up your personal life, sleep, you know, things that you love, hobbies, relationships, etc., to be successful, I do believe that there are moments in our life where we're able to make a decision that we could make a temporary compromise to work really hard 
Give up maybe more than we think we should be for the sake of success in a short term time frame. So what I'm saying is it's okay to make a decision to work your ass off for a little bit. It's okay to stay late at the office for a little bit. It's okay to compromise on X, Y, and Z for a little bit if you know that the payout is worth it. Now, a little bit is very subjective. A short period of time is is subjective to each person. For me, that could be two weeks. For you, you know, you might be down to put your head down and buckle down for six months. That's a decision that's personal. But I want to talk about this idea of temporary compromise when it comes to our careers, whether you're a career person or an entrepreneur. I think that there's an idea and an understanding that in the in the conversational tone of spirituality, of mindset and mental health and et cetera, that we don't have to do these things. I want to invite you to think a little bit differently. I do think it is required. Hard work is obviously required for success. Again, hard work is a very subjective term. You know, we're all going to define that very differently. But I do think baseline, hard work is very much required to be successful. It takes hard work to build up your mindset around success. It takes hard work to build out an actual business or move up on the corporate ladder. It takes hard work to achieve whatever is whatever it is that you want to achieve. We all know this. We all understand this. We all understand and have grasped this and are okay with this being a concept of society and this being a concept of forward progression and success. But I think that there's a miscommunication or a mismessaging happening in our sort of mindset intentionality world where people are telling us that you don't have to work hard for success, that it's okay for it to come easily and naturally. I think that those things are true and they are allowed to be true. But I think that people are not labeling it right or just not giving enough definition to what it means for success to come easily and naturally or just for you not to have to work hard because sometimes hard work could also be something you love. I work hard at growing this business every single day, but for the majority of it, I love doing the majority of my days. I look forward to going to work. I look forward to sitting out at my desk and having my client calls or working on the community stuff or working on client work or whatever it is. Majority of days, even though I'm working really hard, I genuinely enjoy what I do. That doesn't feel nearly as taxing as working hard at something that you might not love doing, right? So I want to think of the example. This is funny, but everyone will understand, I think, what I mean, and this will really drive the point home. I want you to think of the example of the Devil Wears Prada. So this girl, she gets this job. She's like, I am not right for this. I don't care about any of this, right? She doesn't care about fashion. She doesn't care about the magazine. She she doesn't care about any of this. But slowly, as she settles into this job, as she settles into the the reward of this job, meaning, you know, the accolation and the, the, the sheer love of feeling successful in your job, which I hope most of us have, As she starts seeing that and feeling that, she's like, damn, maybe I should work harder. And remember the conversation in like one of the little editing rooms. She's with Stanley Tucci, you know, love that man. She's um, Anne Hathaway is talking to Stanley Tucci in the in the one of the drawing rooms or something. And they're having a conversation about hard work, essentially. 
and she's like I break my back I do all of these things and she never says thank you and he's like but do you really right because our standard of that again this is so subjective so just take what resonates with this but our standard of that is going to be different for everyone everything we do etc so she's like oh shit no I'm not working hard enough it's time to impress the shit out of this woman and the impress comes from her now I don't think we should do this but it comes from her changing her appearance you know, really conforming to the standards of the job in a good way. Conforming meaning, you know, it's a great thing for her. So then she starts seeing the rapid growing success of her hard work, right? The, um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. I want to say Anna because she's mirrored after Anna Wintour. But anyways, the main character, Meryl Streep, um invite ended up ends up inviting her to Paris and like tells her you're essentially doing a great job so this is your reward so there are a lot of problems with that movie so don't take that that metaphor too too seriously but my point of it is is that she was able to get to a point where the hard work became natural the compromises however became too much right she ended up losing her boyfriend you know her personal life went up in flames that is of course where we're compromising too much so I want to take the ending out of it I I just wanted to use that for the sake of an easy understanding metaphor take the ending out let's say that you know maybe she didn't have one a heinous boss and two maybe at the end of it she got a promotion that she was working towards and that meant she could find some calm in the chaos right so now maybe she's got a promotion she's you know I don't know what the position would be but she's she's in something new and now she's got a team to work with. She has people she can rely on. So the amount of workload has settled, right? It's it's come to that it's come back to that status quo, that baseline. That is what I'm talking about. Temporary compromise where even especially in things like relationships where it involves other people, you may have to say to someone like, "Hey, I need your support on this. I think the next six months, I think the next four months, I think the next X amount of time is going to be a little hard, but I need your support. I'm going to work my ass off to get to this next step, to get to this next level. And things might change for a little bit, but things will always return to a status quo. It's okay to put in the work if it pays off in the long run. Definitely don't let it be forever. Let the temporary compromise be the second to last mile of a race before you're met with the ease in the final mile, before you're met with returning to your status quo or your baseline. I think the baseline is something that we forget to acknowledge a lot of the time. Our baseline essentially means, and this is all, this is what I'm about to say, is, is returned upon by a lot of literature that I've read, a lot of books that I've read, a lot of things that I've, you know, content that I've consumed that's obviously, you know, scientifically backed. But our human baseline, our status quo is our emotional baseline as well. So it's our median level of happiness. It's our median level of security. It can even be a median level of like harder feelings. So anxiety, depression, panic, anger, whatever it is. But it's our median baseline levels. So not it's it's not like middle. So if you have an average of you know, zero to 100 of anger level, that doesn't, or all emotional levels, it doesn't mean you're at 50% of that level all the time. It's your average level. So if you're at an average of, you know, 25%, I don't want to say anger, because that seems like a lot. So let's go with like 7% anger. 
of the of the time like meaning you know someone pissed you off on the subway or like someone said something annoying you're just like dude whatever or just you know things like that that kind of like periodically piss you out throughout the day but you're fine that is your baseline it's that average of you know the emotions you're feeling it's not like 50 percent of everything right so our baseline is something that i think we lack a lot of appreciation in it's where we spend the majority of our lives. It's the median. It's the middle range that we feel comfortable and safe in because this is the median that we've lived at our whole lives. Now, I also want to say that in the mindset world, in this in this intentional living world, there's also a strong conversation and a strong backing around this idea that we can obviously improve this baseline. Now, all of the mindset work that I've done, all of the healing work that I've done in the last four years Obviously, my status quo, my baseline looks very different from what it looked like five years ago, right? That's way improved upon. That's way different. And it's always going to change based on, you know, the circumstances of our lives, who we are, what we're going through, like all kinds of things like that. And there are going to be things that shift that baseline, you know, to a little rougher spot. And there are going to be things that shift that baseline to a happier spot, like getting married, getting a promotion, having kids if that's what you want, whatever it is. So first, I want us, I, I want us to acknowledge our baselines. And I encourage you to try, I wonder if I could incorporate this into the community about creating some sort of exercise to find our baseline. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do for a goal setting session or some sort of intentional living workshop or something. I'm definitely going to do that in the future. But I encourage you at least maybe, you know, with this week as you're consuming this podcast to figure out what your baseline is and identify any pain points that need healing, but also identify where you're willing to make or allow things to shift just a little bit in the temporary where you're giving up maybe, you know, that one thing that you do a week, like a pottery class, just so you have extra time to do X, Y, and Z. Like if you want to start a business, maybe you need to give up something for a little bit so you have that extra hour or two hours in your day to do that, right? So you're redirecting that time from something you really enjoy to something else that you'll probably enjoy, but obviously feels like work, right? So ask yourself where you're willing to redirect some energy, where you're willing to redirect some focus in your baseline to make that temporary compromise and remind yourself that this is temporary. You can go back to that pottery class in six months. You can go back to it in a month after you're done studying for the course that you're taking or literally fill in the blank, whatever it is. You can always go back. You will always return to your baseline. That is inevitable. The human experience relies on that comfort level. We rely on returning to whatever our status quo is. Think about a time in your life where you've gotten extremely exciting news. Maybe you got into your dream school, you got your dream job, maybe someone proposed to you or whatever it may be. We all have experienced these moments in our lives where even at something that's made us the most happy in our lives. Like think, honestly, think about the single best moment of your life. Are you still, unless it was yesterday, (laughs) are you still riding that high? No. The reason is, if it's something that's been extraordinarily good, like for me, the example is obviously LaRue. Launching this business has given me an extraordinary high on so many different days, right? But that high isn't like a high, high, high every single day, all day. And it hasn't been for the last three years, right? 
I periodically get those highs, like when I launched the community, when I launched the creative studio, when I launched LaRue itself. But those things have periodically shifted my status quo to a little bit higher, my baseline to a little bit higher. And now that baseline is now a status quo. It's my new baseline and I'm averaging it every single day. Some days I feel more joy. Some days I feel a little bit more anxious. That's, you know, definitely been the, the re- recent circumstance. But the baseline, whether it's improving or I don't want to say not improving, but whether it's improving or having some fluctuation periodically, you will always return to it. We can all relate to times in our lives where something amazing has happened and we figured it out. And I think we can also all relate to times in our lives where something bad happened and we've still returned to a status quo. And I was actually just having a conversation. This is what sparked me wanting to record this podcast. I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine recently, and she is going through a new kind of grief that she's never experienced. And I am frequently, you know, the friend that a lot of my girlfriends come to to talk about this because I'm very well versed in the conversation of grief. So she was going through this new grief. She had never experienced this kind of grief in her life, and we were talking about it. And she was at that point, I think, in the stages of grief where you're just at a loss for words and you're truly wondering how you'll ever recover from this. I think we've all been there. I certainly have. I, you know, so many times in the recent months of my brother passing away, asked myself, how the hell am I going to move on? I like it and it wasn't just like how it was this question of like I feel so guilty moving on like it means I'm okay without him and my parents shared the same worries and fears and anxieties and sad thoughts my mom in particular was very vocal about hers and she uh you know really (laughs) I don't want to get into the grief conversation but she really let me know um just how much like she was fearing moving on and now returning to this conversation with my girlfriend I was telling her you know this is so natural this is this is so normal but it's all temporary I cannot I truly cannot express to you how many times in the last let's say like six weeks or even more than that because it was my mom's surgery that I was telling you guys about so like three months that I have said it's all temporary like dozens and dozens of times both to myself and to the people around me that needed to hear it as well And so I was telling this girlfriend that, you know, this pain is so temporary and it's the same thing about my anxieties around the community. I I told her there will eventually come a day. You just don't know how long it will take to get there where you'll be past this, not necessarily healed, not necessarily moving on, but you'll be past it. The emotions that you feel today will not be as heavy one day, right? Like I don't feel the same crippling grief and anger and fear and disgust and regret that I felt on day one of my brother passing away that I feel today. Obviously those feelings have subsided and I've reached that baseline. I've reached that status quo several times over again, right? There will be moments in my life forever where sometimes that grief does overwhelm me and it might take me a couple days to recover from that. Just like, you know, recently it's been this anxiety and I've actually realized, you know, my brother's birthday is 
two weeks from now and his anniversary of his passing is two weeks after that so this time of year is just naturally like an anxiety inducing state for me anyways beside the point but just to just to say so I was telling her that there will come a time when you know you're you're not going to feel this heavy weight of emotions anymore and it'll still make you sad it'll still make you feel all the things that you're feeling but you'll have found a way to I don't want to say like dim down because that's not the true the true term. You'll have found a way to heal these feelings, right? You'll have found a way to address them, to live with them. And I think a lot of us think that that's just kind of a shitty part of life. And that was a big thought that my mom had after my brother had passed away was like, all of these people in this world are just going about their day. And she was crippling with this grief. And she's like, I don't know how I'll ever go back to work. Like how? And obviously, like, this is the loss of a child. This is the worst pain. This is scientifically proven that it is the worst pain a human being can ever experience. So obviously, this is completely valid. But we all get from an outside point of view, like, of course, you have to move on. You, you If you want to live for yourself, for me, for her family, like, you just have to keep going forward, Right. Now, let's take the sadness out of it and let's return to the point of this podcast being that temporary compromise, temporary emotions. It's I'm realizing now that it's really more about this this conversation around this baseline of emotion. I want you to acknowledge that your baseline is safe and you're always if if you're listening to this podcast, if you're reading self-help books, if you're a part of the community, if you're doing all of these things, you are actively working every day to improve your baseline. So first, you know, congratulations there cuz that's a lot of hard work and you should take some time to acknowledge and accolade yourself for that because it's not easy. It really really isn't. And the second point is that I also want you to find a way to reframe this idea of rough compromise for the benefit of the long term. Because I do believe that there are points in our lives where we will have to work extra, extra hard, whether it's emotionally, physically, at our jobs, as a parent, whatever it is, fill in the blank for what's applicable for you. You're going to have to have that extra pep in your step, that extra ounce of perseverance and patience to get through the next X amount of time. So for me, lately, that has felt like my temporary compromise is, you know, the hours that I've been putting in to the building of this community. Over the last several months, with the exception of the holidays and obviously London, you know, now I'm I'm back at my baseline. But over the last several months, specifically around September to November, I was putting in at least 60, if not 70 hours a week of work trying to get everything settled for this launch, trying to make everything perfect, trying to make it everything that I wanted it to be. In a conversation that I've had with my partner as well is letting him know like, hey, the temporary compromises sometimes might be extra long. I've made it explicitly clear to my parents, my friends, and obviously my partner, the person that I live with and share my life with that in these next couple of years, there is absolutely no higher priority for me than my business. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that. If something were to happen to like my parents or something happened to me, like a health issue, obviously those are all exceptions. But if none of that happens, 
my priority is 1000% this this business. This is my life. It's my identity. It's my heart. It's my soul. It's what fuels me with joy. And I will never be willing to give that up. And I'm at a point in my life where I, I'm still so young, like I'm not ready to start a family. I'm not ready for any of that. So why would anything else be a higher priority? Now, simultaneously with that, I can say that my other highest priorities are myself, my mental health, my physical health, all of these things, right? I'm not compromising my wellness and my intentional life for the business. However, I'm finding ways to integrate those. And I have found that some of the days when the business just needs that extra 10%, I have to make up that 10% somewhere else, right? I have to grab that from somewhere else, meaning maybe I only spend 45 minutes at the gym or maybe I don't go for a walk that day or maybe X, Y, and Z, right? Maybe I don't go to yoga, whatever it is. So we are at, we are humans. We have that 100% capacity, right? So if you're in a temporary compromise where you're like, okay, I need to give 60% of my fuel, my daily energy, my daily love, my daily adrenaline, whatever it is to my job, That other 40%, let's say it's usually 50%, that 10% that you're adding has to get taken from somewhere, right? That goes back to the pottery class. So if you want to start a business or let's just stick with the idea of you wanting to, you know, work hard at your own job. If you want to get a promotion that you know is opening in two months, then for the next two months, you're taking away that pottery class. You're staying that extra hour at work or Maybe you go to the gym every day. So it's something like every day, right? Because you, you, five hours a day or five hours a week, if you go every day of the week. <laughs> um, if, if that's what you're giving up, then it's temporary, right? Maybe you're not going for long walks that day, or maybe you're only doing cardio at the gym for the next two months and not, you know, weightlifting or going to hit workout class or whatever it is. You have to figure out where 100% of your energy is going. So literally when you're when you're figuring out your baseline I want you to draw like a timeline of some sort or an energy bar of some sort where you're figuring out okay I spend roughly 35 percent of my energy on work obviously we spend a good amount of energy during the week sleeping like factor in all of these things that you do on a daily basis you sleep you eat you cook you maybe work out you go to class if you're a college student or you go to your job or you spend like four hours a week with friends, literally allocate all of your time for the week. Then put it into percentages. I spend X amount of percent on my career. I spend X amount of time on like myself and with my friends and XYZ. Then figure it out based on whatever the goal it is that you're trying to achieve. Figure out where you need to take that percentage from to give it to that entrepreneur side of you or that career side of you or maybe the opposite where like, okay, I'm putting too much into my career right now. My mental health is taking a whole, uh, taking a toll. I need to grab 5% out of my career bucket and give it to my mental health. And that means adding in that yoga class or getting a massage or whatever it may be. Figure out what your baseline is. This is what this podcast is about. Figure out what your baseline is. And then when you need to make these temporary compromises, figure out where you can grab from one cup, pour from one cup to another, right? This is something that I think is a very intentional exercise to do when you're having to make a choice about 
the next goal that you're trying to achieve or something that you're trying to achieve. Temporary compromises are always okay, but let me be very explicit. They have to be temporary. If you make a compromise that's forever or for a really long period of time, like I would say anything over a couple of months, that is becoming your new baseline. That's the new baseline. You have to ask yourself, are you okay with that new baseline? If not, then you need to make the temporary compromise for however long it feels appropriate. And then when that timeline is over, ask yourself, where do I need to make the new compromise so that I can stay at the baseline that I like, that I approve of, that I'm okay with? Wow. I totally just channeled that podcast. That was so, so fantastic. I am so pumped to do some programming around this. I am absolutely going to do a workshop in the community about figuring out your baseline. That was so fantastic. That's it. That That's totally it. I love you guys so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week. <laughs>